the ascetic in the attic, St. Anthony of the Desert in me, article by Naomi Kim, illustrated by Anna Semisonovo. For a place so small, the off-campus attic apartment I moved into upon arriving in Providence had far, far too, clean, too much to clean. The bathtub with suspicious black stain, mold and rust, colored marks. The sticky refrigerator with multicolored stains from drip and spills and splatters. The drawers and shelves also sticky, scattered with crumbs and moose droppings. The literal hairballs left trolling about on the bedroom floor. The unidentifiable food items left in the freezer. All my hours were spent scrubbing and, r- and rinsing and wiping and trying and failing to contain my distress and emotional turmoil. At night, exhausted, I sat down on the edge of the, my mattress to eat my microwavable mac and cheese. In fact, I ate nothing but craft mac and cheese for two days to avoid my time, energy, of, or anything remotely resembling an appetite. The ceiling sloped down so that standing was impossible in, the, in half the, the room. And the floorboards were so uneven that I cut up a piece of cardboard to shove under the legs of the clothing rack left behind by a previous tenant. I eyed it and hoped desperately that the cardboard would be enough to stabilize it. I tried not to think about the moment I had finally managed to lug my 50-pound suitcase up the narrow stairs and found myself face-to-face with an unmistakably DIY floor. So crooked and cracked that the light shone through and touched the doorknob only to have it fall off. It was the kind of door that the big bad wolf would have laughed at. A huff and a puff would have blown that door clean to us, where the munchkins would have considered it inadequate even for firewood. Eating another mac and cheese in silence, I felt like like Sarah Crew from A Little Princess, living a scullery maid existence and consigned to the attic. Except Sarah Crew were saintly. So saintly that even as a child reading A Little Princess, I found her unceasing perfection annoying. Me, on the other hand, I was no Sarah Crew. She took quietly and meekly and sweetly. Meanwhile, I cried for two nights in a row, and again, the third morning, unspeakably angry and simply overwhelmed by the dirtiness, the smellness, the unexpected housing group complications, all the problems piled up higher than the trash left behind by the previous tenants. I felt powerless. Anthony of the Desert was no Sarah Crew either, but he was saint. An official canonized one. Last spring, I had read The Life of Anthony for, for a religious studies class and had been startled by the extremity of his self-denial with withdrawal. Anthony gave, gave away all his possessions, sent his sister off to live with a community of Christian women, and withdrew alone to the desert. There, he spent his days physically battling demons, praying ceaselessly, and eating shockingly little. A bit of bread here and there, But instead of growing emaciated and weak from his fasting, he became strong both physically and spiritually. Nothing like throwing punches at Satan to build your muscle, apparently. When he emerged from years of dwelling on divine mysteries, Anthony was transformed. Having attained a passionless state of perfection, uh, of perfect emotional equilibrium, he healed the stick, comforted the mourning, reconciled the hostile, and preached devotion to Christ, all through the power of God. 
As a Protestant, I didn't grow up hearing much about ascetic like St. Anthony. However, the saints played a much bigger role in Catholic and Orthodox Christianity. And, finally, and when I finally learned about them in my classes at Brown, I found the hagiographies, the, the lives of saints, both fa fascinating and unsettling. But the stories of ascetics took on a new meaning when I found myself quarantined at home in March. Spending two weeks alone in my room and eating my meals from the tray that my mother left outside my door made my level of awe for St. Anthony's skyrocket. He had spent all those hours, all those days, all those years in discipline and devotion. I spent my two weeks slowly melting into a puddle of goo, 75% of which was made up of all the peanut M&Ms I had eaten. Now, quarantined in an attic in Providence without a single peanut M&M or my mother to console me, my thoughts returned to St. Anthony of the Desert. He had rarely left the desert. I, too, rarely left the attic, except to make two pilgrimages to the OMAC to swab the inside of my nostrils. He had wrangled demons in physical combat. I wrestled with an overflowing bathroom trash can which reduced to me to tears when it spilled the previous tenant's used pad and a clump of pubic hair. But while St. Anthony's body was, gro was grown strong, mine seemed to age 60 years to that I woke, awoke too early from a from my fit, fifth full sleep, stiff and full of ashes from all the bending and crouching that cleaning demanded. If I was an, an ascetic, I wasn't a very good one. Anthony had been so disciplined, had managed to achieve some kind of structure that kept him so focused on one allegiance in life. God. In my two weeks quarantine in Providence, I had just two seemingly unambitious goals cleaning and keeping somewhat sane. But I was coming apart as the seams every other second. Anthony's transformation was, of course, miraculous, but it began to seem to me that the real miracle of his story was his survival, his persistence, his devotion, his discipline. The people of the early century must have looked upon Anthony in awe, wondering what kind of divine grace powered his ascetic life. As my two weeks in in quarantine went by, my efforts paid off. The attic became passably clean. My body remembered it was only 21 and slowly worked itself out of, out of near rigor mortis and constant back pain. Blessed routine emerged shyly from my scrambled hours and nursed my sanity back to health, gave me a measure of emotional equilibrium. If I had been an, an ascetic, I have been a very imperfect ascetic of small things. I am no Saint Anthony, but my miracle is my survival too. I tur it turns out that for me, grace is, a simple, uh, is as simple as having a clean refrigerator, a clean bathroom at least. Grace is being free from disturbing flashbacks of filth. Grace is the view of the sky skylight window full of sky above and greenery below. It is, ra it, it is raining today, and I can hear the church bells ringing from somewhere down the street. I think of St. Anthony in the dry, dry desert, praying and fasting, his faith loud and clear as the sound of those bells. <laughs>